Welcome to the movie babies, the trailer review show. I'm Devin. I'm Sean. It, wait, is this our Xmas episode? It's a Christmas episode. I say Xmas. I don't say oh. that guy's name. It's a Kwanzaa episode. Okay. It's a Hanukkah episode. It's a holiday extravaganza. I was joking with Plug 3 that we should have jingle bells throughout the whole episode just subtly in the background. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we so can just do it with our mouths. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sample that, put it and loop it through the whole thing. We're here, we're going to talk some trailers, but we've got a very special guest, and he's already here, so I guess we should just introduce him. It's Santa Claus! Oh, 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 oh. Santa, what'd you bring us? Oh, oh, little Sean, you've been good this year. I've brought you two movie trailers. Oh, oh, oh. I hate movie trailers. Why did you oh, do that? Oh, fucking mad. That's what the show is, isn't it? They're very naughty, so one will be a musical. Oh, fuck. That's right. <laughs> I love that you were nice, and then you, you kind of blew it, and you became naughty. Santa knows. Immediately. Santa pulled yeah. back the mask. <laughs> Your inner self. You called a P.T. P.T. Wait, what's his name? P.T. Barlam. Holy God. Well, we have celebrity guests here. Our first guest of the movie, babies. Coming back for seconds. You usually do this part. Oh, I was, you were doing great. I was going to let you do it. Keep it, Devin. I want you to do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, the stockings are hung, and mm. who is that under the fire? Under so, the fire? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, not a, it's not a mouse. Nope. It's not a vampire. Oh, it's it's Chris Patton. Wow. He did. I like how you were looking at Sean the whole time he did that, like, for his... Try to gauge his reaction <laughs> for his approval. You know, if I ever right? approve of me, if I ever win like a, a some kind of official doctorate or whatever, uh-huh. and I need to be introduced, you are gonna yeah, be the person not, I call. If, if Devin tries to pick up the microphone at my funeral, just take it away from him. <laughs> Don't let it happen. Hey guys, so he's dead now, but you know, just take it away. Just unplug it, Sean. Do he's alive in our hearts. <laughs> Trailer wars, you did. I did some things. For that. Yoda, you talk. <laughs> Uh, I've been on this show before. Yeah. What movies did we talk about? We talked the about first guest. We talked the about first passengers. Passengers. I think we did passengers. Then you bounced, right? We did you know, two. Oh, that might have I been when it we was only like a did... test or something, or maybe you had a different. No. No, it was just a one just review was us, and one review was with you. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, easily Googleable thing that is a kind of dead air it's at unverifiable this it's behind the paywall you cannot listen to it <laughs> the reason we have we have you on the Christmas episode one because we love having you but two because you're to my knowledge the most Christmas fanatical movie watcher yes and you've seen not- them all I haven't seen them all because Hallmark churns them out at such a rate that it's impossible to keep up unless you rededicate yourself every year. But talk me through the year that yes. you had a massive we, list you were I, I was I was pretty down on Christmas movies at one point in my life, and I happened to, on Black Friday, I was with family, and they said, you know what, let's watch White Christmas. And I said, this is stupid, I don't want to. And this is, this is how I work, this will tell you so much about me. Uh-huh. I said, no, that's a bad idea. Halfway through White Christmas, I decided, you know what? I'm going to watch a hundred Christmas movies <laughs> between now and Christmas Day. To yeah. show them? From Black... I'll show everyone. <laughs> so I watched a hundred Christmas movies from that Black Friday, starting with White Christmas, up to Christmas Day that year. And I'm talking feature films. And I kept a list and I ranked them all. The next year, I did 99 different unique movies. 
not no repeats. Mm. What? The year after that, I did 115, crushed it, but I had some repeats in there. I think there was a core of 20-ish classics that I let myself rewatch. And since then, I've kind of taken it easy a little bit. Those um, numbers are staggering. You're like the Daniel Day-Lewis of Christmas well, movies. Now, he watches one Christmas movie every seven years. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> so how we are foils of each other with Keith and Kyle and the boys and stuff, we will watch October horror movies. Mm-hmm. And I top out at like 80, usually 60, 80, something like that. Every once in a while, there'll be a year where it's like, holy shit, someone did 100. Mm-hmm. And it's dedication to like just having to sit down and watch a movie and then be like no I gotta watch another Another one another one gotta keep another one is crazy and to do that multiple years with Christmas movies especially considering that it's not like you had this childhood fascination with Christmas you're doing it because (laughs) out of spite almost (laughs) yeah (laughs) the doubling down that you do to get something done is not only the thing that has brought us closest together as friends, but has been the subject of our couple, like, small <laughs> yeah, feuds. Yeah, sure, it's for sure. pretty amazing <laughs> and either way you want to slice it. Isn't that the true meaning of Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you have a favorite, though, after ranking all those? There are only, like, five kinds of Christmas movies. There's the Just Believe Christmas movie. Now there's a whole... There's the Groundhog Day Christmas movie. There are so many of those. The repeating the holiday over and over again. Right. There's the Christmas cheer one, there's the sad Christmas movie, and there's the religious Christmas movie. I think almost all of them fall into those five categories. And, but there are a select handful that are... It's not like I discovered a bunch of great movies, so the great ones are still Home Alone and Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the 80s Santa Claus with John Lithgow as the villain. Dudley yes, Moore's in nice. that. That's a good one. Yes! But I do have a handful of great TV movies that I discovered that I think you would never otherwise see. Mm-hmm. There's a Dolly Parton, Smoky Mountain Christmas is a great weird one where she saves a bunch of... Orphans that live in a log cabin from witches, nice. or a witch that wants to eat them all. That's a great one. There's a good 80s one called The Night They Saved Christmas about oil drillers that end up crushing the North Pole, and they have to, <laughs> the Santa has to win over the children of the oil baron to keep them from wrecking the place. So there's lots of cool, weird ones that you find. Did you ever watch, my favorite as a kid was A Muppet Family Christmas. Now that's not the Muppet Christmas Carol, that's the no. special. It's a special, which was only played on TV maybe one year, maybe right. two, and it has... Sesame Street. You got your Fraggles. Yeah, you have it's like your... the Avengers. It's like Jim Henson's The Avengers, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, but you can't get that anymore. I looked on... I, I own a copy, thankfully, but yeah. on Amazon, it's like $50. Damn. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I did see that one. That's good. So my last Christmas question for you is... Mm-hmm. It's very simple. Die Hard. Is it a Christmas movie? I know that people like to say yes, but... When I had to tell myself what it makes a Christmas movie, I needed more than just taking place at Christmas. So Gremlins so is not a Christmas movie. I don't think Gremlins is a Christmas movie. I don't think Die Hard's a Christmas movie, personally. I think it's because I've been... When you watch that many Christmas movies in a row and you drop Die Hard in, it's not just different because it's Die Hard and it's great. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like... The plot doesn't involve Christmas. It just happens to be on Christmas. And, so to me, I say no. And Home Alone rides that line, but it falls on the side of having a Christmas value to it. 
Yes, the family's traveling for Christmas. He hates his family and comes to love them through their absence. That's a very holiday moral as you're talking about. Right. That song is in it. Yeah, we agree. I thought you were going to talk over me. It's just going to let that go. just going to let go. I thought it was like our jingle ball thing. So it's not, there's no definite, definite, there's no single definition of what makes a Christmas movie. Sort of for me, it's a case by case. I mean, maybe I could create a rubric, just like a scoring system where you could fall in and say this is, this isn't. To me, a Die Hard's not because it doesn't need to be on Christmas. But we can all agree that the one thing a Christmas movie does need is Jesus. That's right. And here's something that uh, can disqualify both of these movies that are coming out on Christmas as Christmas movies because they have nothing to do with Christmas. Uh, We're about to review The Greatest Showman and Phantom Thread, and here's the goddamn show. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. You're still just the Taylor's boy. Better luck with your next job. Those people will never accept us. This isn't the life I promised you. Not even close. But I have everything I want. Girls, I think I've had an idea. Okay, we got an intro battle. The greatest blowman. What's the name of it? The Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman. Okay, okay. I thought there was more. So close. What do you got? We got we got New Mutants. Wait, what? It's an X-Men movie, right? This is an X-Men? Oh. Because of freaks. Oh. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of freaks. <laughs> Hugh Jackman is in it also. We got Wolverine. He's in New Mutants. Okay. I thought he was done playing Wolverine. That's what Turns out lost. not so much. It's the yeah. origin story. Yeah. Wolverine yeah. origins. Uh-huh. Origins. <laughs> Okay. The greatest claw man. That'll do that. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. The greatest X Men. Yeah. The greatest X Men. Okay. Follow your dreams. Yeah. That's that's what this movie is. I'm getting a real burlesque vibe off Ooh. this trailer. A little Go burlesque. On. Both a good and bad. Very Moulin Rouge. Uh-huh. It looked like Australia, which Hugh Jackman was in. Which mm-hmm. wasn't a musical, but had that same like soft glow to everything. Right. Like, they don't even care about making the effects look realistic because no. it's not about that. It's yeah. like Las Vegas realistic effects. Lighting is just yeah. always perfect. It's like a Disneyland ride. Right. Everything is very pretty, even when, even though he's clearly living in a horrible neighborhood yeah. on a rooftop. It's a happier Sweeney Todd. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So the story goes a... What, was he a tailor? He worked in an office. Yeah, somebody said he was a tailor, but then he was doing like a ka-ching. Right. He's thing. some kind of like Pink Floyd <laughs> Orwellian factory job where he gets fired and then it's like, okay, for my family to eat, I have to follow my dreams in the most absurd way. The wife is just like, no, we're, we're happy. We're good. That's we're good. bullshit. That's no. bullshit. Please, I've bullshit. heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a question about his job, though. Yeah. So I have... I guess I thought it was just a trope, but I've seen the, like, room full of people pulling the lever in unison thing so many times. Is that actually how it was? Is that actually how they worked? Did I they mean, pull the levers in like unison? Like stroke, stroke. Yeah. Kind of like oh, roll like rope kind of thing. I think every movie depicts it like that to now everybody just thinks, or maybe that's actually how it was. I guess it could be annoying if everyone was just crank, crawl the time. Maybe it would be better to be like, do it all together. Yeah. 
crank it up. Crank, crank, crank. I've got an idea. Is there going to be a musical scene during the like boring work sequence? Yes, just like in The Producers. Yeah. Has a boring work musical scene. Yeah. Uh, this is just going to be a paint-by-numbers musical. I don't know if we're going to get anything different. I don't know if you saw some of those... Freaks. Mm-hmm. We're <laughs> yes. using big quotation marks, audience. There's, yeah. There's no one else like them. They're yeah. very unique. We've never seen freaks like this before. No, there's like um, a bearded lady, a small person, yeah. uh, aerialist. Yep, those are all the freaks. <laughs> Hasn't the ship already sailed on circuses? Like, don't we all just uh, universally agree that they're garbage now? Like, yes. how could you possibly be like, remember the first one? The animals weren't abused and everyone was happy. Everyone I don't was believe abused. that. Yeah, well, I don't believe. What's that. funny is now the circus is gone. I think it happened within the last couple years. So they just missed the boat of this movie where it seems like it's celebrating. It could have rescued them it from. Rescued. <laughs> yeah, like if you go take your family to see this on Christmas morning or Christmas, yeah, Christmas morning, you wake up, you go see the Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. The first thing the kids are going to say is, I want to go to the circus. Take me to that, Daddy. Is no, it... The circus sucks. The circus sucks. Is this like a reimagining of the circus to be like, well, maybe we can still have circuses if we make them more like this If movie. they're all holograms, yeah. then we could <laughs> yes. have circuses. Yes, if it's a simulated circus, yeah. you can have the animals actually fuck each other like you wish they would <laughs> in a real circus. <laughs> have, you, have you ever seen The Greatest Show on Earth? The movie? That, yeah. No. no. Academy Award winner for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. And it is just 30 minute long shots of the circus happening. Like you can oh, really okay. tell that people were just like, you know, we're just going to put this in color. You see everyone walking into the circus. You know, there's a story too. Sure. But it's shit. And the movie's unwatchable. And that one, Best Picture. So wow. we get maybe some awards coming. Some... Got a couple Golden Globe nods, mm-hmm. right? Maybe just Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Jackman's auto-tune on, his, on the second trailer where he's actually singing, that is horrific. He, he can, can sing, sing, too. He can Why sing, did they yeah. do that? Yeah, I don't know. That's atrocious. Maybe he hadn't actually recorded yet, and that was just a robot version of his voice. Oh, that's so <laughs> Anything's weird. Anything's possible. It's all part of the show. It's, hey, man, do you ever feel bad that none of this is real? <laughs> those smiles are real. <laughs> yeah. Those, those cringes are real from Sean watching this trailer, <laughs> and that's what counts. Yeah, that's where the real magic happens. <laughs> And yet, though, I'm fully on board. Okay. Because I love musicals. Yeah. You Am I the only this? one? Did you see... I'm totally loving it. What was the... Was it called Seven? The Seven? That's very different. The, uh... It seven? Had, um... Hold on. It then was a, you're the talking nine? about Nine. The this nine. is called Nine. Yes. Yes. This is, looks Nine-esque. Okay. I remember watching that on a holiday, like a Christmas, Christmas day. Christmas day. I okay. saw Nine on Christmas day. Okay. Nine is the animated one. Nope. No. There was it two is called that... Nine. There's a Nine that was directed by Rob Marshall who won the Oscar for Chicago, right. with Daniel Day-Lewis yeah. starred in the musical that was based on Fellini. Yeah, it's like a nine and a half, the musical, or yeah. whatever. And I remember being livid in that movie, just being like, this is what I'm doing on my Christmas day. This, I was bummed. So this is the, our difference, is that I'm such a sucker for musicals that I saw it, and it's bad. Mm. And I was like, you know, that wasn't very good. But then a couple years later, I was like, you know, I'm going to have to pick that one up. Yeah. I'm going to have to pick that one up. And I have it at home. I have oh, okay. home. Have you ever rewatched it? I have. It's not good. <laughs> it doesn't but, get better. And but pushes these movies push buttons for me in a good way. Okay. I can recognize that it's bad. So do you need I know that I know this outside of the show that you are a big musical fan. Mm-hmm. Do you need the game to be 
reinvented or the stakes to be higher in a musical or do you need a musical to be like a sitcom where it's like it is is what i what it always is i would prefer to have people like kind of nudging it forward a little like the super traditional old kind of ones like they're kind of hit or miss for me this one I, I at this point i'll honestly just settle for original songs okay if you come at me with a jukebox musical like a mamma mia or whatever i'm like no 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 i can't do this i can't get down with that but this, these songs again. sound bad, <laughs> they do. but they're new, which okay. is going to win me over eventually. Right. Well, they're from, speaking the, of yeah, Academy as, Awards. As we were told numerous times, the Academy Award winning lyricist. Didn't know they offered Let's that Let's find some award. equivalents for that level of prestige on a movie production. Like from the Academy Award winning... Colorist driver? (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, from the Academy Award winning catering company. No disrespect (laughs) to people who write lyrics. No, but... but Your song did not win an Oscar. You're basically, by saying lyricist, you could have just said Academy Award winner name, and it would have gone better. Because (laughs) basically, like, if you're saying that I won specifically for being a lyricist, you're immediately oats. You're just like, (laughs) I didn't write that song. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, all I did was write the lyrics. I put in Oh Babies. Yeah, you know that song from City of Stars from La La Land? Yeah. I wrote the words to that. Let's get that lyricist (laughs) who gives uh, Elton John and Brian Wilson all their lyrics. Uh, (laughs) Sit him down on an instrument and have him lyricize for us. Hugh Jackman, numerous time Oscar nominee, I think, at least once, Mm -hmm. for Les Mis. Michelle Williams, numerous... Has she won one? I think she's won one. Uh, I think I remember her, like, looking scared on stage holding her Oscar and sobbing. Did she win Best Supporting for... Brokeback. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. She's a a powerhouse. Not really any mention of her. Right. Zac Efron is in this movie. Because he's hot right now. He is hot... I saw I saw Zach Efron in that High School Musical shit. Yeah, He's a yeah, musical yeah. stud. Oh, that's we right. Know that's, right. that's right. That's where he came from. That's right. that's, even though there were articles later that said he didn't really sing some of that. So this movie can't lose. It can't lose. Zach Efron is in it, and he's like. Yeah. Fifth billing after the bearded lady and Zendaya, okay. and then it's like Zac Efron, who's I, a stud, is yeah. in it. I didn't make that connection, but that's probably for musical fans. That's like an all-star cast. Oh yeah. 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 Did you guys see a High School Musical? Any of them? No. I avoided them. Uh, it's like the Godfather trilogy, basically. Like the first one, <laughs> the first one is a classic. Yeah. yeah. The second one raises the bar, mm-hmm. and then the third one, which was the only one that went to theaters, is just like a fountain of diarrhea. It's so bad. <laughs> but um, the first two are technically TV movies. Okay. They have Disney, a more Disney famous straight to television movie. Yeah, good huge point. money. Yeah. Huge money, huge fan. Zac Efron. I'm all about him. Chris, I'm interested in your... You're basically an expert in musicals. They made the choice to not do kind of old-timey classical music in this one. And right. kind of give it the hip-hop, it's, pop feel. It sounds like it will be get played on the radio. But we're dealing with an old-timey setting with uh, circuses and P.T. Barnum here. I, I feel like there are no illusions. <laughs> Uh, I guess this isn't a magician movie that didn't really make any but sense. But he was the illusionist, right? <laughs> uh, the prestige. Oh, he's the prestige. This movie's not got a lot of prestige, <laughs> okay, except for the Oscar winner. Um, I don't see any, like, uh, I don't feel like they're setting me up to believe this is actually going to be a good movie. I think they're just like, you want to take your grandma to a movie on Christmas? This Guess what? One. She's going to love this one. one. Yeah. Because yeah. so. the, the competition is, it's this and it's Phantom Thread. 
the, neither of these movies will even be a speck on the shoe of Star Wars. Right. These aren't real Christmas releases. This is just fodder to be run over by Star Wars, which will still be crushing at that point. Yeah. I still can't get over how funny of a trope it is to have the dad character in these movies always be like, I'm going to put my family at maximum risk by <laughs> doing something insane, like starting a circus and hoping that that catches on and I could feed my family. Like, why is that follow your dreams trope always on somebody who has so much to lose that if you did it in the real world, you would be fucked? Maybe you didn't see, he lost his job. <laughs> he could get another gonna, office job. He made the thing with the elephant light and he spun it on the thing. All right. Yeah, it was like a sign from God, Sean. Whoa, 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 whoa. About that. Fine, it was a sign from Santa, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's interesting, too, is so do you guys know much about P.T. Barnum? I would just hazard a guess that he was a horrible human being who in no way deserves to be glorified in any way whatsoever. Yes, yes. This is, we're getting an I, Tanya trailer here movie. Can I raise my hand really quick? Is You're that, raising a finger. Yeah, uh, is, that, is that literally supposed to be P.T. Barnum, or is that just a P.T. Barnum archetype? He's P.T. Barnum. Okay. He's literally P.T. Barnum. Yes, okay. he is the man, the myth, who came up with the quote, there's a sucker born every minute. Okay. Right. Also so invented the bad. term show business. Apparently, also, allegedly, us. allegedly. So if he is a happy-go-lucky, just philanthropic inspiration to the marginalized and downcast or whatever, this is an absolute false telling of this. Per- like, right. He's gonna have to punch a kid at some point. Right. He's exploiting. Movie. He's like, well, I lost my job. I might as well exploit some people. Yeah. But they're not showing it as such. They're showing no, they're it like, I'm doing it. you a favor. Okay. I don't think we can do that. I don't think we can make a movie celebrating like an abusive exploitation person. <laughs> like, And then have these actors be like, yeah, that's what we're doing. Especially like, if you're potentially the little person in the cast to have to reckon with the history of what we're actually talking about here. Yeah. And then be like told, well, you're going to dance around Hugh Jackman and he's going to put his arms up in the air and wink at the camera. So exactly. I'm still going to see this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I am obviously with you on this. I don't know. It seems like a bad move in that in 2017-18 timeline that this should have been maybe gone over with a finer tooth comb. Like, Granny's going to love it. Granny's going to love it until... The grandchild goes like, Granny, look what I Wikipedia, this man was a monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they would know that already because they lived through it. They saw the rise and fall of circuses. Like, this is a weird thing to protect. It's like if we made a Trump movie in, like, in 50 uh, years and we were just like, yeah, he was a great, funny guy. He said all these funny things. He was always inspiring all these people. Like, yeah, he made Twitter, like, the... The coolest thing. The coolest. Like, no. It's, unless good. this is, like, so meta, because he was also credited as being the Shakespeare of advertising, accused of being deceptive and promoting false advertising. That could be an interesting, yeah. like, Aaron Sorkin script totally. or something. Yeah. This needs to kind of shed its skin of a movie to take Grandma to and maybe take on some of the, like, right. sordidness of this. That would be awesome. That's what I want to see I in think a, a musical. twisted circus movie would be more real and interesting. Yeah. Because how did I like musicals? And I'm going to see this movie. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> just going to keep how saying that. How can you make it even more exciting? <laughs> but like uh, Sweeney Todd, how did that one do? Because that's kind of like here's a more depressing 
like violent take on a musical. Why not make this film oh, like, like, like Sweeney Todd, especially if that film was successful. Make P.T. Barnum an anti-hero instead of a hero. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'd be more interested. Zac Efron yeah. is in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do got Zac Efron. He had one line in one of the trailers. Okay, so he's unsure if he's got any skills at this point, right? He doesn't have an act. That's the... That's his... He's got skills. Well, he... Zach Efron his has character, skills. His yeah. character, he's walking into the situation and P.T. Barnum's going, hey, be in show business. He's like, I don't know what show business is. Mm-hmm. And someone else is like, everyone's got to act, kid. But he doesn't have an act. So yeah. that's his thing is he's going to just fumble through the circus. I want Hugh Jackman to be like, that's a very handsome man. I can exploit the shit out of this guy. Uh, hey, P.T. Barnum, I don't have any skills, actually. I'm kind yeah. of like, I'm pretty one-dimensional. I'm kind of an idiot. I'm just a handsome idiot. And he's like, that's okay. I'm going to keep you around and we're going to find something mm-hmm. dumb for you to yeah. do and have it be kind of like a, you know, insight into how Hollywood works type storyline. That would be cool. That could be fun. I don't think that's what we're going to get. I think nope. we're going to get burlesque <laughs> with bad, wrong-headed history. Yeah. I think we might get a Robin origin story here. We might, we might be in the Batman territory. Oh, Efron's, uh, what's his name? Drake? Nick Drake? That's Nick, not right. Nick Drake. <laughs> Drake. Tim Drake? Is that what he is? That's one of them. I don't think it's the Dick one Grayson? that died. Dick, Dick Grayson. Grayson. Yeah. Thank you. Nightwing. I don't know my wards. Dick Crank? Yeah. <laughs> Dick Crank. You want to movie baby this and, and find <laughs> how is this a Batman? Well, we gotta, we gotta do something to this movie because the way it's playing... They're going to get locked in the tent. It's going to be Home Alone. We're going to... Uh. Efron's going to get Home alone inside the giant circus tent. And he's going to use the animals yes. and all the, air quotes again, freaks to repel the angry... Can yes. you believe those... Yes. By the way, can you believe the, the nerve of those angry protesters? <laughs> that was in it. So those... In the trailer, I think, we've got an implication that the people were protesting that they didn't like the freak show yeah. element. Sure. Mm-hmm. That it was glorifying people that they thought to be less than. Less than. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's... P.T. The... Barnum should be getting protested... For valid reasons. Yeah. <laughs> this is very messy. This so basically, very... yeah, the people that did eventually shut down the circuses are those angry mobs, but they're mm-hmm. being portrayed as the villain in this movie. <laughs> what kind of propaganda are we dealing with here? Right. Jesus it's Christ. It's what he would have wanted, He's not fucking Sean. Che Guevara. Those people are a... trying to put those folks out of work. Can you believe those angry protesters? I heard one of them took a knee during, uh, <laughs> before the circus. Oh, God. <laughs> this movie's coming out at the wrong time. Yes. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to hide it by having it come out on Christmas. I agree with you. I feel like it is a like family grandma movie. Yeah. And if you're going to do one of those movies, you do it during Christmas. Grandma's not going to want to see Star Wars. They're probably like, let's go see this. This is mm-hmm. the family one. Yeah. We need to start getting rid of grandmas. I think they're, <laughs> yeah. they're steering Hollywood in the wrong direction. If Hollywood's looking at grandmas... For who they're making their movies for, we're fucked. Is it just like because grannies have like so much like disposable income or something? <laughs> they want that granny money, <laughs> that granny money, that coin purse coming out. You know, where they're stuck and you know what to else? that? Because they haven't figured out Movie Pass or anything, so they're, they're paying full price. Yeah, for yeah. the whole oh, family, yeah. they're playing paying full senior price. Do movie <laughs> tickets have senior prices? Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, so they're okay. they're not yeah. paying as much. But they're paying for the whole family. They're right? paying for the, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. granny's not. Someone's paying for granny. Granny's gonna buy the concession. Hey, it's Christmas. She's the matriarch of the family. This granny is out to pass. This is, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is they, the Medea movie I want. 
Medea takes the family to movie. And it's just a bickering about who pays. Yeah. That's the... What are some other movies you guys have seen on Christmas? That's a great Because I was going every year for a, a minute. Yeah, so my, my memory sucks, but I do the same thing you do. I think so we I, saw Black yeah. Swan together mm-hmm. on Christmas. I think I saw The Spirit once on a Christmas or Thanksgiving. Ooh, I remember that around Christmas. I didn't go personally on Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I did Django Unchained and Les Mis in the same day I did on it with one you. Christmas. Yeah, yeah that oh. was a good one. I just, like, you know, stay at home with my family, and we nah. just talk. And no. We share, like, well, No, that's what you do? Moments. I think you probably argue, and you probably, like, boil up trauma from when you were a child, and uh-huh. eventually, like, get drunk enough to be like, fuck you, Dad! No, fuck you! I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what your Christmas that, is. Yeah. That sounds like me. I should have followed my dreams. <laughs> I should have ran away and joined the circus! Yeah. <laughs> ran away and become a movie baby! <laughs> your dad's just yelling at you because you're act. <laughs> That's the way I get it. <laughs> oh, God. You gotta take risks. That's what I learned from this yeah. trailer. Michelle Williams is in this movie. She looks fantastic. She really does. And who she's is, very talented. Who's this singer lady who has, this, like, a prince this, name? No, Zendaya? Zen, Zendaya. She's Zendaya. not... She's a, she's a Disney Channel like, actor. She's, like, a crossing over. Hat. She was in the Spider-Man movie. Oh. Yeah. But she's like rising. She come coming out of that like the Miley Cyrus, Ariana Grande, yeah, uh, Selena Gomez, Disney machine of Zac sitcom Afron. star. <laughs> yeah, but Zephron wasn't in a sitcom. He was just like straight to movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but she's not the one who's doing this "Stranger to the Dark" song that they have playing. In oh, the one of those the, 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 the screamer. Yeah, yeah. Like broke all the recording equipment. Total. Who directed this movie? A new director. Oh First timer. Screenplay Dreamgirls. Chicago. Wait, they the writer? wrote the screenplays? No. Sorry. Well, well, let me give me two, some real information two, here. Two thoughts. Two thoughts. <laughs> director. First time director. Okay. okay. Never Period. done anything? Period. Period. Not even an episode of a show? Not like, even a you, musical theater? You're going to make me look this up. Like, I looked it up. Just Nothing. Like on IMDb. Nothing. This is his first thing he's wow. ever done. On IMDb. I'm looking. Show me the computer. <laughs> Showing you the computer. Double typing it. I just sent it to your phone. My this, phone's a microphone. This, I can't look at it. <laughs> Don't shatter the illusion, Chris. This is the, not show business. So, I don't want to hear this. I'm going to get out of here and look at his IMDb and be like, oh, it was the guy. I know how you guys work. You don't right. actually know who He was are. in, okay, so he did like a lot of like visual effects stuff. Oh, so he's before. an effects geek. Mm. Yes. Mm. And basically they went, look, we have the script from Chicago and Dreamgirls. You can't fail on this one. Those aren't scripts. Those are plays that were adapted. Yeah. So, okay, and I'm is worried. this adapted from anything? Or is this an original screenplay? It would if it was adapted. These songs wouldn't be original, right? So it's an original screenplay Probably. by somebody whose credits are adapting existing classic musicals. Okay, I walk into Hollywood. It's my first movie. I've done mm. some visual effects stuff. I've probably done a couple like pornos, and I get mm. gifted my first <laughs> movie. I'm I'm thinking, you know, horror movie is a safe first movie genre to go in. Musical, not my first choice. Very chaotic. A lot. There's a lot of going plate on. spinning. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit, but that's ambitious. Sean, so. if your background was digitalizing <laughs> plate spinning, this would be your movie. <laughs> that's true. That's true. There's a lot of plates in the technical term. Uh, we're going to see a lot of bad CGI in this film, it I It seemed like, like we did in the trailer. Well, some of those animals weren't 
looking very convincing, and no. I ain't lying. Sean <laughs> <laughs> oh. even accused the little people of being CGI'd. Well, <laughs> one in particular did have, a, yeah. did have a halo about him that just looked like, as Chris mentioned, like Johnny Depp had been CG'd to be a smaller person. I mean, I hope they did do that just so this movie will get protests, like, in real life. That's a weird meta place to take this. Like, oh, this we whole... didn't like the circus? Let's make a movie that looks like the circus is great, but we know it's going to get shit on. That's yeah. a weird take to All take of off. this is weirdly meta to me. I think it's just, okay, the, the musical's coming back. La La Land. Let's mm. get a musical out. We'll put it on Christmas Day, and the family's going to love it. So what can we just shit out here? Yeah, you're Hugh right. Jackman. I'm going to see this movie. Way into it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a great pivot point. Let's rate it. Gotta... Can we use my rating system that I brought last time I was here? Uh, yeah. Let's do it. Do you want to use the same one? I would like to use the same rating system. Right. Pepsi pre-roll clips. If you a positive rating would be. I don't want to hear no cell phones or beepers. Don't want to hear no cell phones or beepers. Do you want to watch the movie? Right. Uh, kind of the middle ground is going to be keep your eyes on the emergency exit. And keep your eyes on the emergency exit. <laughs> In case okay. this movie yeah. bottoms out. Right. Could be good, but you might need to watch where you're right. going. And if it's a thumbs down, no smoking. And no smoking. Nice. You want to rate first? I was fully planning on no cell phones or beepers mm -hmm. before we watched the trailer because all I knew was a musical. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, musical, here we go. <laughs> This conversation, though, has made me feel a little more uneasy about things. <laughs> we so like I'm, to spoil I'm, things I'm, for I'm people down, here at Movie Babies. I'm going to downgrade it to keep your eyes on the emergency yeah. exits. Wow. So that's our Christmas gift here at the Movie Babies. We take things you're excited about and we just squeeze out any yeah. sort of enthusiasm for it. And mm. I'm all about musicals, like, if a musical's even mediocre to me, that's I'm going to like it more than your average mediocre movie. It's going to push it up. My Spotify, like, top songs I listen to this year are all, like, Broadway cast recordings yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. So I'm the art, I'm the target for this <laughs> in some ways. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, like, was ready, but now I feel a little bit weird. I feel a little weird about it. Did you see Coco? Not yet. Okay. But it's on your list. I will. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's partially a musical. There's music in it? There's music in it. The thing that got me jazzed about Coco as a trailer that then converted to my being jazzed about it as a movie was, mm -hmm. like, the music that was in it, I was like, those are appealing songs to me. Okay. Like, so even if I'm not sure the storyline of this movie is going to like make it yet, like I'm pretty interested to go and hear those songs. This one, I from what I heard of the music, it's like we're really like trying to Hamilton the shit out of this, and I'm not buying it really. Oh, God, this seemed way worse than Hamilton. Well, but I do get what you're you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. there's just a little bit of like we're trying to put some R and B in it, but it's like these white people, man. I don't we know want, about that. We want like, the soundtrack to go beyond the success of the movie. Yeah, and I don't say it doesn't sound like they have the songs to do it to me right now. I might change my mind. But are, are these songs playing on the radio? Are any of these songs on the radio? I have not heard any of the full pieces. When the Justin Timberlake released that song from Trolls. It was that everywhere. was playing on the radio like eight months before the movie yeah. came out. I had to teach so many of my students that song. It was yeah. like everywhere. On both trailers, they stick to one song, and they're kind of banking on that one song. You don't get like a sampler plate of like, here's some well, of the songs you might see in this Sure, movie. That's not uncommon. I remember the trailers for Frozen didn't even tip that it was a musical. Right. Because musicals don't sell unless you're specifically looking for a musical, which is very few people in my mm -hmm. experience. So I think that how to market a musical is already a weird thing. 
maybe like older trailers might show like a, a sampling like the tra- I'm sure the trailer for Newsies gives you a few different songs La La Land just had the City of Stars thing right one of them was just City of Stars yeah. and then I actually didn't watch any of the other so trailers, was no. this song the Stranger to the Dark song they played is that exclusive to this movie I think that they're all going to be original songs yeah. I just thought that was a regular pop song no but, no, no, no. but they, want, they want their musical to be full of new pop songs but looking at that I'm not going this song is going to be in the movie because none of the characters are singing the song that's playing I'm going oh they just chose a random pop song to put on this actually trailer. the second trailer you did get a couple snippets of Jackman singing yeah that's in addition but not song. the song not the no. song that they keep hammering in. That's, That's my point. They just want you to get that one song in your head. They don't care about... That's all that matters is the one song. Yeah. But it's not a medley those, trailer. Are we going to be like, well, I didn't like the sound of that first one. You know, the second one sounded okay. I think I'll see that movie. I'm not aware that, oh, the song that I like is going to be featured and performed in this movie. It might, it might be a closing credits song. Well, we don't no, know. You don't get to fucking know. Well, see I'm the movie not going to see the movie. See I'm the movie and find out. That's a strange hard stance, but I admire that it's a strange hard stance. I also admire that you completely fucked over my ratings <laughs> discussion. We know I, what it's going to be. It's, it's going to be, be no be bad. It's going to be no smoking. But I wanted to clarify it by being like, here's my two criteria. Did the songs grab me? Not this time. Did the storyline grab me? Not this time. So that's why. I'm, just, I'm still going to go see it. Sure. Still going to go see it. One something I think I liked is that you see a lot of snippets of different locations and different dancing set pieces, which leads me to believe that there are a lot of songs, because a pet peeve of mine is just shitting out two or three songs. And, and then, then reprising them. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, you know, Willy Wonka is a good example of that. Yeah. It's like, it's a musical. You get candy, you get pure songs. imagination and yeah. Candyman. Those songs are weird. It's like pure imagination and nothing else. Mm. This one looks like there's probably going to be a lot of stuff going on. All right. Well, I'm into that. I guess I'd be into that. Yeah. We'll see. Um, well, to counter both of you, I'm going to make sure not to see this movie. I'm never going to see this movie. I don't want to even hear about this movie anymore. That's how passionate I am about The Greatest Showman. And your rating is? <laughs> Do you remember the rating system? My, my rating is the exit. The exit sign. Oh, the middle one? I'm going to give him the middle. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That makes no sense. No, it makes plenty of sense. You're never going to go see it. I'm That's never going to go see it. Go. You just said you didn't even want to hear about it ever no. again. And you're saying, you know, maybe I'll give this movie a chance. <laughs> I'm saying I'm giving it points because the trailer wasn't too bad. Okay. They have, in the second trailer, they give you some hints about maybe there is more to this. Because his world's kind of crumbling around him. They're like... Teasing that, like, hey, guess what? This happy musical life that you have might not last forever. It's very like Moulin Rouge, right? My world's crumbling around so me right now. So you're saying there's hope for this to be a better movie that you're still not going to go see. I'm still not going to go see I it feel like you're, of... <laughs> you are the person who's being murdered. You're being stabbed uh-huh. in the face, and you're like, well, go this on. could be going better. <laughs> I could be stabbed in the heart, Sean. So not yes. gonna, there's not going to be anything extra going. Did either of you see Australia? No. So that's a Bosler movie, not a musical, and it's the one that took him years to make, and it's a huge, long movie, and the whole thing was like, old Hollywood, old Hollywood, we're going to make an old Hollywood movie mm. to appeal to Grandma on Christmas, and it was just... Bad and this looks just like that only musical, which is even more divisive of on the movie going public. 
So they've really tied their shoelaces together on this. I would one. be curious to see a budget. Can you give me a budget? Yeah, very very big. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia, Wikipedia confirms it's very big. Wow, <laughs> it's kind of research we do here, Chris. You've been you've been away for a while. <laughs> Maybe last you forgot it. You were so thorough last time when we watched the Passengers trailer. Well, I was very I passionate know the about budget. Chris Pratt. I want to know the budget of this movie. Chris Pratt's a Trump supporter, I guarantee it. Oh! And calling it right now. This is why they got a divorce. Because Chris Pratt loves Donald Trump, and he won't say it, but he'll say anything but that. That's this a cranny call-out, motherfucker. It is a cranny call-out. Chris Pratt loves Trump, and I'll not have any Chris Pratt adoration around me anymore. Do you... And I'll continue to sing this. <laughs> Chris Pratt loves Trump. Do you think Taylor Swift loves Trump? Taylor Swift loves money. Okay. And so, are you saying why hasn't she spoken out? Yeah. Because she doesn't want to alienate people. But do you think she secretly loves Trump? I don't think so. Yeah. I think that she's loves money more than she loves being honest. Sorry, this is us buying time while... <laughs> I don't all know. Devin has to do is go to one website. I don't know what to type. I keep typing... Just Wikipedia, The Greatest Showman. I did that. Film. I, typed, 2017. I typed The Greatest Showman money... Budget! <laughs> but no, just go to the Wikipedia page for the greatest showman. <laughs> this is going well. $84 million. Wow. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of what's money. The, what's going to be the uh, box office take domestically for this movie? $36 million. Negative $84 million. Oh, people are going to be like, just take... I don't even sure how that works. It's Hollywood <laughs> Accounting, Chris. <laughs> Hollywood Accounting. I was trying to make a joke and I can't even wrap my mind around it. The sucker born every mist. And that, the suckers are us three. That was Greatest Showman. You can sew almost anything into the canvas of a coat. When I was a boy, I started to hide things in the linings of the garments. Things that only I knew were there. Secrets. Good morning. Will you have dinner with me? Yes. Intro battle. Phantom Tollbooth. They made a movie finally about the Phantom Tollbooth. I'm so excited. This is a big giant dog. Uh, the Phantom with uh, Billy Zane. Billy Zane, right? This is the sequel. Yeah. Phantom Menace is back. All right. Cool. Star Wars is here again this Christmas. Makes sense. Wait a minute. Am I reading this right? What did you? But we blew it. The Phantom Thread. Paul Thomas Anderson's new Oscar movie. <laughs> I don't think he gives a fuck about Oscars no, he anymore. Probably doesn't. He's he's living above Oscar movies. Ah. He, I think he makes he doesn't even care if you like his movies. Yeah. If you want to give him an Oscar, he'll take it. But I don't think he's playing Oscar bait ever since There Will Be Blood. I think that was maybe a little bit of Oscar bait. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies of the last twelve years. Mm-hmm. And then, I think after that, he was just like, you know, fuck you. Did Master get any type None. of credit? No. None. Because it's so weird. I think Amy Adams got a supporting actress nod. Nothing else. Because they were like, you know, he's getting a little weird. Is this going to be weird? Uh, I mean, it's going to be weird. I think it's going to feel strange, but it doesn't look strange. Very excited just knowing that PTA and DDL were making a movie <laughs> together. <laughs> but as I've read, this is allegedly Daniel Day-Lewis is retiring... I think that yes. I'm a little disappointed by seeing that trailer because he's the most Daniel Day-Lewis of him just being himself that I've ever seen him in a movie. He yeah. looks like he's just like, I'm just, I'm just going to be me. Maybe that's I'm just going to be me. 
that's his thing. Is like this is me, and this is the last you get to see of me. And I'm not, I don't want to see the real Daniel Day Lewis. I want to see Daniel Plainview and the Butcher and no, no, no. But this is his swan <laughs> song, Chris, <laughs> and it's it's him like removing the mask, right? The greatest show is over, and oh. now it's just it's just him. So you feel comfortable saying goodbye because you're like, I didn't want any more of that shit like anyway. A slight whispering man. I want to bring me something. What a but, Mohican running around but tomahawks. That being said, you know, The Master was like my favorite movie of the year it came out. I did not like Inherent Vice. No. But I also felt like they didn't care if I liked Inherent Vice. Mm. Like I I think PTA is on the level that even when you make he makes a movie that you don't like, it's not because he did it wrong or he made a bad movie. He's just saying, This is the movie I want to make. If you don't like it, fuck you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this might be one of those. Interesting. I don't know. I wonder if he he gets bored making movies. It just it strikes me sometimes where when he kind of likes to circle the drain a little bit, or like where he takes his time. I'm a, I wonder if he's like, no, this is this is this serves a function. This creates atmosphere, tension, the world I want you to be in and confused about until the next plot point comes. I wonder about his process. Like I wonder about a lot of stuff because he does strike me as someone who's just like he can get me or he can not get me. Not that that's his job, but like it's weird that it's so. On the mark, off the yeah, mark. Yeah, He still is experimenting in some ways. Yeah. But it's weird because he's, like, reaching that phase later in his career. Like, Boogie Nights and some of his earlier movies are pretty straightforward. Yeah. So he can make a straightforward, effective movie, and now he's choosing not to. That trajectory is not... Usually, I would say it's the other way around. Right. People make weird movies to hide the fact that they don't have gear or they don't know what they're doing... And then when they've made it, they're Spielberging it. Mm-hmm. Whereas he is going the other way. He's made his normal movies. Now he's making weird movies. Yeah, it's like he's hiding something. <laughs> like a secret. There's a phantom about. Hmm. Walk me through the plot that we surmise from this trailer. Did we see a plot? I'm not certain. Here's what I see. He's some type of tailor designer. Yes. He fixates on this woman as. Like, designer men often do, and and does the male ownership thing of, like, you're my model. Right. Touts her around, gets her from rags to riches in social graces or whatever, and then what seems like is going to be a budding romance hits this point of, why aren't you married? Oh, I think he's gay, is the the reveal? I... I would have potentially guessed that, just because you don't say that in a trailer unless there's something going on. Yeah. Like, he, he's something he's not telling the people he, he, in his life. I hope he's an alien. He's an alien boy. <laughs> I don't Chris, know. Chris, is he gay or not? We need the answers. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to pull on that thread. Hey. Oh. That's bullet fully I'm dodged. doing an unraveling thread Sean. and motion <laughs> yeah. right now. Gay or not. Chris? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, Especially the way he was... Pulling that thread. He loves musicals. I mean, what do you think? I've uh, given you guys tons of clues here. <laughs> I guess I just read He's it. also the best dressed guy in the room, so come on. Yeah, it's true. I just read it that he was bad at relationships. I think that he's just too consumed by his work to be in a functioning relationship. Now that he's getting into one, he doesn't know how to do it. He's an obsessive person, and this movie's going to get psychologically weird. Yeah. yeah. That's my guess. I like and it. it's going to play in a house like the Pickford, in your indie film center, and it's going to get weird, and 
people who are lured in by the trailer will not like it. Mm-hmm. The people who need to see it will not get to it. That's my <laughs> guess. It's good what, fate. It seems like it has a similar build as the There Will Be Blood, where kind of building and building and building, and then you get the big finale scene. And I'm, I'm, I'm feeling we're going to get a similar kind of trajectory here. A slow character movie. Yes. And then takes a turn. And then he takes a turn, and now he's like, he becomes the phantom of the opera, and he's like murdering people. I get the suspicion that it's going to be a Jane Austen, Wuthering Heights, just You think that's it? It's drama. just a straightforward, yeah. P.T.A. was like, I'm just going to make a straightforward yeah. period romance. And, like, all of these argument things are just, like, red herrings? I don't think they're red herrings. I think it's really going to be something like, oh, we're going to deal with, like, homosexuality in this era or mm-hmm. the male gaze or whatever. I get the impression that because he's done some twist or climaxy type right. ending movies, it would seem too formulaic for him to do it. The himself. ultimate twist at this point is not to have a twist. That the twist is will they, won't they. That, yeah. that he's only making a will they, won't they movie. What are some of his... I don't know if I agree that he's made twisty movies. Oh, okay. okay, so well, we're talking about There Will Be Blood has kind of a big ending. Yes. It's a quiet yes. movie with a big ending. And what it what you understand from those last moments is something totally different from... Or what you may have been suspecting all along, but something quite different That's to... That's true. So that... As a bag of tricks that he's gone to before, I just feel like with this being Daniel Day-Lewis's last movie, he's not going to want to go out on a note of like, yeah, this was a real M. Night Shyamalan kind of Mm -hmm. thing or anything. Like, I think it's going to be a straight up movie and it's going to be about acting and it's going to be about drama and it's going to be less about plot. Yeah. That's just a gut feeling. Well, his last two movies are exactly what you described. Master Mm -hmm. doesn't really have a any kind of arc to speak of and kind of like you feel like it's building to something and then it's just like a flurry of actor type scenes but no there's nothing really resolved Mm -hmm. and hair advice is just kind of like season two of true detective right that's a really good comparison (laughs) and then in the end you're like okay there's a kind of a there's a couple weird scenes at the end but there's not a reveal or anything yeah it's just a weird big Lebowski thing yeah and then Daniel Day Lewis last film was Lincoln and he was just hanging out yeah, just being Lincoln, just being flexing acting chops. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't mean to be insensitive. Do uh, do we know why Daniel Day-Lewis is retiring, and is it because he's sick? I'm using air quotes. Is there something wrong with him? You think is he's he dying? Not? I thought that was speculated. Just, no. I, I am knowing no facts. I thought people were speculating that he might be ill, or maybe he just is over it. He, he looks pretty thin and... He doesn't seem like he enjoys acting. No. I bet it takes a lot out of him. Yeah. I just listened to the Marin Franco interview talking about him doing Method for the Tommy Wiseau movie or whatever and he's just like such a... He wishes he was weirder than he was. Like, if I act this way, maybe I'll be that way. Like, (laughs) type of... I wish I was the auteur. But like, he referenced a Daniel Day-Lewis Method or whatever and I was just thinking about like how harrowing that would be to be fully committed to being these people for that extended amount of time and how much you would need to then... How much that shaves off your life, I guess. Did you guys see the Andy Kaufman, Jim Carrey documentary? The vibe from that film is that Jim Carrey went so deep into character that it, like, turned him crazy or brought out more of his crazy. Mm-hmm. And, like, now people are kind of looking at him doing his red carpet, like, kind of 
namaste conversations <laughs> sure, sure. like has he fucking lost but it? <laughs> but i think like yeah like you think about like a film production and how much studying and like intense these personalities are of like becoming these characters and they're usually characters that are very like complicated and mm. like do, do you like hear all the rumors that like the the joker killed heath ledger oh as the character yeah because he's like the joker is so dark Got him. into him. That's wild. I wish that would happen to Jared Leto. <laughs> 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 he was oh damaged. boy, I don't know. I don't know. Daniel Day Lewis is one of your favorite actors, right? Yeah, but probably not my very favorite. I like him I, quite a bit as well. Yeah, I do yeah. too. But he's. I want somebody a little more prolific. Like it's a little precious to be. I'm just gonna make one movie every seven years. Yeah. And it's so taxing. Like, well, I'm sure you know Dude. digging a ditch is taxing too. Right. He doesn't have to do it, so that's good for him. But, you know, I, w- I would rather see somebody who seemed like they were... When I look at a filmmaker or actor's whole body of work, I like for there to be lots of things that I go, oh, I forgot about that. Right. Oh, he did this. Oh, they were in this. Or she was in this. Mm. I don't like it to be just five classic movies. Yeah, you want like a like a Chris Pratt or something as yeah. like your top tier actor. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Somebody really yeah. surprises you. Uh-huh. Or like yeah. a, a Zac <laughs> Efron who can go from like a High School Musical to like a big circus musical. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I I like a diverse history, like a Johnny well, Depp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Hollywood. Everyone sucks. Well, was Chris, you were mentioning kind of the the drain. Apparently, during the filming of this one, it took a lot out of everyone because they filmed in super tight quarters. I guess a lot of this film takes place kind of in this old tiny house that they I, yeah, built. I kind of got that from the trailer. It yeah. looks like the same DP from the master. Yeah, frankly. and so apparently all the cast was going crazy because they, like, have to like move all the equipment up the stairs and down the stairs and they'd be they'd be saying there was no like private space or mm. time for them mm. and basically like once they filmed in a room that room then became like the storage room mm. and so yeah apparently everyone kind of went crazy this was their overlook I like hotel I, I like what i'm hearing yeah i like the sound of this I, i'm not sure if daniel Day lewis already decided he was going to retire before this movie became in production, but... Oh, like, this might have been the but one. But this might have been, like, I'm I too old for this shit. I highly doubt that... I feel like Dan Lewis is the one bringing the discomfort. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be like, well, I had to go to this room. Like, he's probably loved that. He's, yeah, just rubbing it on himself. So uncomfortable. Everyone's miserable. My process. Ah. I would love, love, love to watch this movie and be like, oh, I was right, it was a ho-hum... Period drama, and then yeah. find out that this was like a worse than The Shining situation where people were just like <laughs> fucking livid yeah. and had to do like 20,000 takes, yeah. and someone died, yeah, and yeah. like all the conspiracies are real. Like, that's what I want from this. Like, he does a lot of, I think that's the reputation for Paul Thomas Anderson, yeah. right? But he does a million takes. And he of just stuff. pushes people too far. I don't think, it seems like people don't say that he's like a nightmare person, but that he does make you do a lot of takes. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder when you're that type of director. Like, okay, so we've had, on this show, on the, in this room, we've all had experience directing on a very tiny, tiny, tiny scale. But 
we've probably done it enough times to feel like there was times where we were trying to get the actor to do a very specific thing that we just wanted to like grab their hand and show them how to do it. And then there was probably times where we let go enough to be like, I don't care, do it how you want. Mm-hmm. What do you think someone like PTA, who is where he is, and then doing take after take after take, what does that do to better the quality of the moment in your movie? I think at that level, you don't need, your job is not to direct the performance necessarily. It's just to put everything in together in the same room. So it is weird in some ways to ask for a billion takes of something. Like, I'm sure the first 20 takes of Daniel Day-Lewis are not bad. No. You know? But sometimes you get the best thing on the last ones. And maybe he wants people to feel weird. Mm. Maybe that helps. Do you think he's also sitting in the editing room? Like, going, looking at every take as well? Probably. Yeah, he seems like he'd be on yeah, that. Yeah, pretty hands-on with everything. I mean, I, I just feel like, I, let's just do three, because I don't want to look at them all. And that's another thing is like having being experienced enough to have made, having made so many movies, you some of your process has to be like how do I truncate this enough to get it done? Like I've seen enough. Mm-hmm. This is the, how this type of scene cuts together. This is how a romance scene or a dialogue scene needs to look in my mind as a template. And of course you tweak or whatever, but like he'd be able to swiftly now make the puzzle piece the shape that he needs it to be in a couple takes. Mm-hmm. So it I get a little baffled, like, well, what's going on in everybody's head? That's a lot of money burning. That's a lot of talent that's being taxed. But they know what they're getting into, uh, I think. What, me, when I've directed things, do as few takes as possible just as a function of not having time or money and people not being paid and just wanting it to be as painless as possible for everyone. If you've got a $30 million budget and people all there know they might get an Oscar nomination or for working with you, then you probably feel more free to go, no, let's just play for a while. Mm. Let's just figure it out. Maybe he doesn't know exactly how it's going to come together. Maybe we'll figure it out together. It could be that kind of That's interesting. I mean, I would also imagine that someone like Daniel Day-Lewis, who then takes like 10 months prior to the role to get into that character and everything that that's got to be so taxing to be like, well, I've become this person, and now what I'm doing is what this character would do. So I don't need to do 20 variations of it. This is what he would do. Mm-hmm. It's got to be like a weird mental fuckery to be like, am I just putting inflection on different words, or are we actually like inventing <coughs> something that's better than the sum of the parts? I wouldn't be surprised to hear that any conversations being had on a set of a movie like this would be about inflection of words. Yeah. And that, and then not like when I'm directing something and I'm just like faster, louder, <laughs> you know. It's probably of different types of conversations. Yeah. Also, Daniel Day Lewis probably doesn't only want to do one take. He probably wants to do a lot of takes. Mm. Why not? I don't know. Probably I just going to spend five or six weeks together making a movie, or yeah, I put in all this time becoming this character. Well, then, I want to live in this spot as long as possible. Okay, that's a good point. But then I wonder how different they all are. Right. Because that would then change the movie quite significantly if every if many major scenes had a totally different read on them. Yes, because when I do them, it's like, okay, do a funny take. Yeah. Do a serious take. I know take. how you do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> this one I'm going to hold a banana. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's an inside joke. So it's not my dick. Is so is PTA? Is he just like making them do like different takes? Like, are they vastly different? Hey, do this one. Like, kind of give her a wink on this one. 
I would or be so disappointed. Input. Like I, I would have to imagine that their vocabulary would be beyond anything that we would discuss, and it would be. I would feel like oh, I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, you I would know? hope it's like yeah. alien language. Right. <laughs> Who do you think it would be more? Difficult to work for. PTA or PT Barnum? <laughs> PTB. I just tied it all together. Thank you. you tied did. it together. I'm glad you did because this is a great time to pivot on to rating this phantom thread. Oh, God, we didn't do that yet. I'm going to go... I don't want to hear any cell phones or beepers on this one. Mm-hmm. Not because I necessarily believe that I'm going to love this movie, but... You could just show me the names on paper and I would be excited to see it. And the trailer didn't actively put me off, so I'm in. I'm also beepers ready. Um, got the cell phones off. The trailer could have just been the like cursive writing text that said, Paul Thomas Anderson, Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom yeah. Thread. I'm in. Take my money. I, I was kind of hoping it was a teaser and that we were going to have it end when she's like, how come you're not married? And he just kind of scoffs. There's your cliffhanger for the trailer. Mm. That really got me, and then we got more, and I was like, oh, okay, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't want to know. Because I'm a vampire. Yeah. I Or is he a glampire? <laughs> Fashion industry. <laughs> jokes. We have uh, jokes here, folks. Uh, I want to be true to myself and say keep eyes on the exit because I have suspicions, mm. but I'm going to say fuck it. No cell phones. No cell phones Whoa. or beeper. Or beepers. Are you permitting beepers? No beepers. No beepers and uh, no GPS of any kind. Google no Glass. Don't bring your Google Glass. Keep your magic cards at home and your fanny pack. I don't. Don't pull anything out. Keep Alexa at home for this one. And that's the Phantom Thread. Who is it? Will you have dinner with me? Leave it on that doorstep and get the hell out of here. <laughs> How much do I owe you? Secrets. That effect. Just enough to get you into trouble. Hey, I'm going to give you to the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. Stop. One. Stop. Two. This was an ambush. Ten. <laughs> Christmas, you filthy animal. And a happy new year. And that's the movie, babies. Happy holidays. Oh, ho, oh, oh. ho. Did our year anniversary episode already come out? It has not. Okay. It'll probably come out sometime in January. <laughs> <laughs> but our anniversary did already happen. We're one year old. Movie babies are one. Passengers came out on Christmas, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Oh. So I did the Christmas movie yeah. last time. Hey, yeah. we solved that. This is a real anniversary. Code. Yeah. Nicely done. Oh, you guys, this is this is the true meaning of Christmas. Oh, oh, we don't oh. say that word. <laughs> and in fact, I don't call Mr. Patton by his first name either. I call him X Patton. Oh, just for continuity sake. Because his first, your first name is Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm just gonna call you Christmas Patton. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that makes. How have we never done this? Before? Yeah, we're definitely one years old. I can tell. <laughs> Thanks well, for listening, blah, blah, blah. You can catch all our stuff at the website, www.moviebabies.com. Old episodes are going behind the paywall soon, so get them while you can. <laughs> never. You will never pay for in, this shit. In the spirit of the true Christmas or Xmas. Because Sean yes. and Chris, mm-hmm. when you don't have time to watch a two-minute trailer... I think it looks enthreadable. <laughs> Damn it. Because that's the Movie Babies. Movie Babies.